Do you feel unfulfilled in your current role? It's common for dietitians to have a plan and do everything they can to stay on track. But what if you follow the plan and you're still not happy? Today's episode is all about finding your true passion and how you may have to work a few gigs before you find it. You're listening to Dietitians Only, a podcast from Dietitians On Demand, created by dietitians for dietitians. Let's get into today's episode. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Dietitians Only. This is season three and episode one. So we are kicking it off today. Um, a new season, new fresh topics. And this is Lindell. I, as you know, am with Dietitians On Demand. And joining me, I have Sarah Glanz. Hey, everyone. When you said um, new season, new topics, I was like, same old dietitians, mm-hmm. same old hosts. Mm-hmm. There you go. <laughs> Well, good. It's good to be back, and uh, hopefully, you guys uh, have followed along with us before. But if not, um, if today is your first time tuning in, we have a topic today called finding your true passion, and I think that can mean a lot of different things for a lot of different people. So um, today, I'm I'm going to focus on finding your true passion, and we're probably going to relate it more to career. Okay. Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Well, yeah, as I was I was doing some research on finding your true passion, um, I, I thought about the phrases, um, love what you do and do what you love and love what you do. Um, or, you know, the, the topic, when you love what you do, you never work a day in your life. Mm-hmm. Um, have you ever heard those? Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> Yep. And the the second one, when you love what you do, you never work a day in your life. I've always kind of rolled my eyes about that, honestly. <laughs> right. I mean, right. I like what I do, but mm-hmm. it still works. It's work, right? <laughs> yeah. 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 So I I, th- I was thinking so much about these phrases and statements and the purpose um, of this podcast topic. And so, like, my main takeaway was, so I guess the key is to find out what you love doing, um, but not what you love the idea of doing. And so I thought about a few things in my life, and um, I came up with a few examples. So um, one thing that um, came to my mind was my very first memory of someone asking me, what do you want to do when you grow up? And I was probably about eight, eight years old, and I thought, hmm, you know, I I really want to be a cake decorator. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, <laughs> I kind of wish you had become that. I Linda. know, I know. I I love the idea of it, right? So, um, you know, but it turns out that I don't love baking at all, um, and I'm terribly impatient um, with the decorating side of it. So, but I I love the idea of making adorable cakes that make people happy. Sure. Yeah, we were talking a little bit before we started. I really wanted to be a waitress when I was little, mm-hmm. you know, which some days I feel like I am a waitress. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, let me get you some coffee. Uh-huh. How do you like your coffee? Uh-huh. Exactly. But, um, it's yeah, funny so we both live out that dream. Yeah. And funny how we, we both wanted to be something in the food. Food it, realm. Food realm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and we, we sort of did that. We did. Yeah. That's interesting. I just realized that. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so it sounds like finding your true passion could potentially take a while. So you've been thinking about it since you were eight. Um, <laughs> we, so, won't, we won't talk about then how long that okay. really has been. <laughs> it's been at least a year. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, so how do you start? Where do you get started when you're thinking about finding your true passion? 
Yeah, I, I do. I do firmly believe it takes a while. So this isn't something that comes to you overnight and, oh, my gosh, I've woken up and I know that this is my true calling in life. Right, um, like a lightning bolt. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So um, I, I think that the first step for, for me when I really um, reflected on how I did find my true passion, um, you know, I think you have to be honest with yourself and start there about who you really are. So finding out who you are first, um, I would say that some things that you would want to ask yourself, what are your core values? Um, what do you want to accomplish in, in life? So think about a job, a role you you had maybe even on a board, um, a task that you've done in the past that you loved. So what was it and why did you love it? Would you still love it today? My favorite job ever. I think about this. So what was my favorite job? <laughs> um, I love, love, love my current job, right? Um, but my favorite job was in grad school. Um, I was working in a scratch cafe <clears throat> as a graduate teaching assistant. So there are many layers there. Um, but my role was to learn the standardized menus and teach undergrad students how to implement what they learned in class. So we did a ton of gathering menu items, cooking, serving, and cleaning up, which sounds like a little bit of grunt work, but I loved every minute of it. What I ignored, um, you know, was the fact that, like, in my mind, again, I loved the idea of becoming a clinical dietitian. Um, you know, maybe I loved the idea of collaborating with doctors and the, the clinical team and helping patients get better and heal. And so in my mind, I thought, um, well, that's my path. So I sort of ignored how much I loved that job. Um, so come, you know, after coming into like the next few years of life, I've, you know, then finished my clinical jobs and I realized that I was just in love with the idea of being a clinical dietitian. Um, I loved the research behind the, you know, how we came to figure out interventions and I loved all of that, but um, there were a lot of things I didn't love about being a clinical dietitian and they outnumbered um, the, the things that I loved. So, um, I would also just challenge you to say, let's just sit down and make a true, like love and dislike list. Um, so in your current role, even, so what tasks do you love? What tasks do you loathe? So it's not realistic to love everything about your current role. It's just not, there's always going to be, um, something that you don't love doing. Right. Um, but if your list of things that you don't, it's like a pros and cons list, right? So if, if the cons outweigh the pros, then, you know, you might really just want to start considering if this is truly the right role for you. And be honest with yourself. Is this something that you are just in love with the idea of? I mean, that could be the title you have. That could be um, when you're at a family gathering and you love being able to tell people what you do. But do you really love what you do? Right. Yeah, I think that's a good point. I I mean, I love a good list. And I think sometimes just sitting down and writing it down, it forces you to really be honest with yourself and look inward and say, is this really for me? And I also think that um, to that to that point of, of writing everything down, um, you might even want to start a journal. You know, start writing things in a journal. Um, again, it takes time. So you could see a trend over time. Um, 
meditating, if that is not your thing, because that is not everybody's thing. Another piece to meditating is um, mindfulness and the journaling will um, potentially help you reflect and just be a little bit more mindful of your daily tasks and of the day-to-day that you're, you're performing. Um, but I also think that sometimes people say all the time, well, you love what you're good at. And that is not always the case either. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. So we can probably all think of a few things right there, right? So you seem to, something came up for you, Sarah, if you feel like sharing, you you can share if you can think of something off the top of your head. Well, you know, um, when I was growing up, uh, both my parents are nurses. And so, I, you know, we literally spent our dinners at the table talking about, like, what happened in the office, what happened at the hospital, stuff like that. So, like, I grew up in that realm. And so, um, you know, my dad was like, you should be a pediatrician. You're so good with kids. When I was in high school, I babysat for this family. And I enjoyed it to a, to an extent, you know, but they were really pushing, like, you should be, a, you should go into the medical field, you should go into med-. And I'm like... I don't think I can do it. I don't think I can do it. You know, the thought of, and still even now I have moments of like, could I be, could I have been a nurse? Could I have been a doctor? And I just think, nah, (laughs) you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I do think there's an element of whether you're good at something or other people think you're good at something. Mm -hmm. If it's not for you, it's not for you. Mm -hmm. So, you know, don't be, pushed in a direction that you really don't feel like you want to go in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and good for you to realize that when you did. Oh, yeah. you could yeah. have gotten a lot farther along in a profession that is costly and, and time-consuming that you didn't end up loving. So Yeah. And, you know, I kind of, you know, I have been a clinical dietitian. That's sort of been my niche. And so I got that. I don't know, that environment, but I didn't have, you know, the thought of like poking someone with a needle just Mm -hmm. gives me the Mm heebie-jeebies, honestly. Um, And so, I don't know. So it's sort of like I have the clinical light, Mm -hmm. you know? (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yes, yes, I hear you. One way to explore your passions is to work as a consultant for Dietitians on Demand. We have opportunities across the U.S. in a wide variety of practice settings with flexible schedules and great pay. It's the perfect way to try new things on your own terms. Visit our job board at jobs.dietitiansondemand.com and make sure to check back often. It's updated daily. Yeah, yeah, and then that's, I think, something that is very important um, and also something to write down. Like, what are your greatest achievements? What are you great at from your perspective, but also ask others, you know, what, what do others think are your strengths and maybe some things that, that you're not so great at and you just keep an open mind. It's not that, you know, if you're asking for help and they give you that feedback, um, again, just be open with it and, you know, and it's, they're not meaning to hurt you. It's just a way for you to kind of see, yeah, you know what, maybe, I mean, I can just honestly say I am a slow, I'm a slow reactor. I would not be good in an ER, right? Sure. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But you know what? I didn't know that until I took a a personality test for a, a job I had. And it said, Nope. 
You're no not a, ER. No ER. <laughs> no, do not go there. You have, you know, I get a little bit too much into the weeds. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. So I'm not a fast responder. <laughs> well, that's so, okay. Yeah. That's okay. Everybody's different. So, yeah. uh, so what? Once you have identified your passion, what do you do next? Because you know that's really such a huge step. So mm-hmm. then what? Yeah. Yeah, that's that's a good that's a good question. Um, you've identified it like you've been doing some journaling. You've realized that you know your hobbies are not your passions too. Like you love to cook, but you don't want to do it for a living. Um, I think that n- the next step would be I I would say you want to probably share it with others and then surround yourself with others that have similar passions or the same passion. Um, you get your motivation um, through that as well. So if you're like oh, this is my thing, but I'm not sure about it. Um, So there are, you know, obviously many online groups you can join these days um, for similar threads and passions. Um, Volunteer in a space that is a commitment, obviously, but it isn't something where you're starting a whole nother job or a career. You might just get a little bit of pieces of it that you can really start to kind of um, foster and grow. Um, I would also suggest to find a mentor. Um, and then I'm not going to go into detail on finding a mentor or how to find a mentor. Um, we actually have some um, upcoming, uh, well, an up, upcoming episode this season, um, season, no, we season three, or I'm sorry, episode three. Um, and it's called The Benefits of Having a Mentor. And so then in that episode, you can learn a little bit more about how to start with a mentor and all of the great things that can come from that. Um, so that's where I would say you would want to go next. Um, and sometimes you might hit a few roadblocks, right? Because life is, this is real life. It's real life. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's what happens. So, um, so if you find out that your true passion isn't something you can achieve right away, mm-hmm. um, then how do you suggest going about that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So... Uh, many times people find out, okay, well, this is going to actually take a career change. This is going to take a job change for me. Or Some, a, move, a move, you know, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I would also say a lot of times it could take some financial um not resources hardship, but and, resources. Yeah. And so, you, you you know, we just don't always have that accessible and handy. So um, a few things there I would say um, if you can look at your current job. And find threads of your passion in that job. Um, For example, if you've discovered that you love to crunch numbers and data, you know, maybe maybe you could go to your your supervisor and say, I've recently discovered that I really like this. Is there anything I can help with or is there anything else that I can kind of do in my current role to help with that? Um, So I would say, like, that's one thing that you can do to get to fuel your fire right now if it's not an immediate change that's available to you. Um, similarly, again, I'm going to just say this, but volunteering, that mm-hmm. will like sort of get your fix um, and kind of get you to also be able to network um, with individuals who maybe can um, kind of foster your growth in, in the area of your passion. And who may direct you to opportunities, mm-hmm. you know, who may say, if you really enjoy this or we've noticed that you really gravitate toward X, Y, and Z, you know, we have other opportunities. Would Mm -hmm. you be interested in that? Mm -hmm. Or, you know, so that sort of thing too. Mm -hmm. I think when you connect with people who are doing what you want to do, 
they can lead you in the right direction. Yeah, I agree. And then, you know, the other part of this is, as we keep saying this, but it takes time. So carving out time every, I would say every week, and you can start small and just say like this week, I'm carving out at least one hour, maybe it's two hours that you sit down and start to sketch out what that looks like for you. What are your short-term goals? What are your long-term goals? What does this look like? And um, chip away at it. You know, again, you know, might take a, a while, but if you don't carve out time every week, you're like, oh, didn't do it this week. Next week, next week, mm-hmm. and next week is becomes a year, and then you're still kind of um, spinning your wheels, and um, again starting to maybe dream a little bit. So it just becomes more of a far away reach than something that is within your reach. So I would say that's that's huge. Um, this is also the part where you could really enlist the mentor or even a career coach at that at that time if that's accessible for you. Um, just a few other people that might be able to help you. So um, reach out to your friends, reach out to your networks um, and share with others. I think that's huge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, in the mentoring episode, we talk a little bit just to give you a spoiler. Um, I talk with my mentee. And so we have been working together for about, for about six months now. And that's something that she shares is just we meet every other week and just having that time set aside you know, she um, she knows it's coming and she can, you know, work on whatever she's going to work on. And she comes prepared to our session to talk mm-hmm. about I always it's almost like a therapy session. I hope she doesn't mind me saying that. But um, it's just very free form. And we just talk about like what's going on. What are some challenges? What are some things that you want to work on goals that you want to achieve? And we it's mm-hmm. very loose. And um, but anyway, Um, One thing that I wanted to add about finding your true passion. So we've mentioned this in an earlier episode. I want to say maybe season one, but don't quote me on that. Um, This book that I have used, it's called What Color Is Your Parachute? Mm -hmm. Um, And so it's sort of a bizarre name, but basically the whole gist of the episode or not episode, the whole gist of the book is that you are finding your true passion And it has a career and job focus. And there is this exercise in the book called the flower exercise. (laughs) And literally it looks like a like a daisy flower petal Mm -hmm. um, or, you know, flower bloom. And so you have the center and then you have all the different petals. And on each petal, it gets you thinking about kind of trying to hone in on some of the things that would be your perfect job Mm -hmm. so do you like to work with others do you or do you like to work alone do you what sort of setting do you like to work in do you like to work in a big group do you like to work in a busy office um you know what are your strengths as far as like are you a good communicator are you good at deadlines are you good at problem solving are you good at uh planning whatever but it's like each pedal is a different thing and it sort of gets you to hone in on some of those aspects of jobs that like you said about working as a clinical dietitian Mm -hmm. you love the idea of it but when it gets right down to it the you know the setting maybe the tasks the hustle and bustle the Mm -hmm. whatever um the schedule even you the, don't love as much. The test trays. The test trays, yeah. 
<laughs> the hair nuts. Um, <laughs> we could but, go on. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but but it's a really good exercise, and it, it was something that I encouraged my mentee to do because she was sort of at a like a crossroads mm-hmm. as far as what's the next step for me, mm-hmm. and I thought, well, only you can answer that, mm-hmm. but also doing some sort of activity or, you know, introspection, whatever form that takes, Mm -hmm. it's going to really help you dial it down and figure out what exactly you do really want. Mm -hmm. So, No, I love that. Um, There are are tools out there to do those types of things, but that is a great example of one that um, we can include in our show notes and maybe a few others that we found helpful um, we can share with others that are free and easy to access that will really help you, you know, kind of pull that information out of yourself even um, because that's hard to do just sitting there journaling sometimes. It's it like is hard. You need to, yeah, have it a, is hard. a way to get it out. And and I, I also think that, you know, it's hard when you can't just go do it because your passion comes to you from, again, doing, not thinking. And if you don't have an opportunity to, to, to shadow someone or do a volunteer, then how do you know? How do you know? Right. Exactly. That's the hardest part. So. Yeah. 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 So many dietitians I've spoken with will say something to the effect of, I had no idea dietitians could do that, or mm-hmm. I could, I had no idea dietitians could work in that setting. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, dietitians can do a lot. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes they can be overwhelming or you feel like, I don't even know where I could work or what I could do. Mm-hmm. Or like when you're searching for jobs, what terms do I use to get something other than the regular clinical dietitian, mm-hmm. which I mean, I'm not knocking that, but... Mm-hmm. If that's, if not, that's not for you, yeah. then what other, how can you get, you know, a dietitian job at General Mills or mm-hmm. Kellogg's or something? Right. Who knows? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I didn't think that I would end up as a dietitian <laughs> recruiter. Um, so, yeah. But it, it's it's interesting how that happens. And that is um what I love doing so mm-hmm. it, but again like I didn't know that when I started so sure it, it's all about kind of again thinking about it and you know chipping away at it it doesn't doesn't happen overnight so that's right yeah all right well any final thoughts before we wrap it up hmm. I would just say I love what you said about like she she came to you and said you know I'm not sure what's next and and it, i what i also heard was well there's really no right or wrong answer mm-hmm. right like there's sure. no right way to do this wrong way to do this like but it is all about just i feel like being honest with yourself mm-hmm. and thinking about um what you do love to really do throughout the day and what kind of makes you feel motivated and also fulfilled at the end of the day and uh, makes you kind of want to wake up and and do it again and again and, and again, again. <laughs> <laughs> that's absolutely right well um thanks lindell this was really good and kind of gives you the warm fuzzies when you mm-hmm. think about like i might my, my true passion still out there yeah um, if you're not doing your true passion it is out there so it don't is. give up i know <laughs> i would love to hear others like the stories i'm sure we have so many people who started out on one path and ended up in a completely different realm. So I would love to hear that if anyone wants to, you know, kind of give us some feedback or comment on that. Yeah. That's always fun. Absolutely. Well, Mm -hmm. um, so we'll wrap it up today. 
We hope you'll join us again throughout this season. We have a lot of great episodes planned. Um, but for now, we'll wrap it up and um, hope you can join us again soon. Yeah. Thanks, Sarah. Thanks for being here. All right. Bye now. Thanks for listening to Dietitians Only, a podcast produced by Dietitians On Demand. If you need a break today, scroll over to the review section of the podcast and leave us one. Your feedback is the best way to help the podcast grow. Dietitians On Demand employs hundreds of dietitians nationwide and elevates the profession with simple yet effective practice resources like this podcast. Don't forget to stay connected with us on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram.